Super Talk Mississippi media production. Hello, ladies and gentlemen. This is Jamie Creel with Shelter Insurance. Come see how we've built a name that you can trust and why it is a must to get your free quote today with our Switch and Save. Located in Ridgeland and Florida, Mississippi, give us a call, 601-992-6000. Welcome in, everybody, to the Rebel Report. I'm Michael Borky. Glad that you are with me in the dog dog days of summer i mean it's june 29th there's nothing uh old miss sports related going on in terms of like actual news which as i've said to you guys before and as you know that is a good thing if your team is making news right now it's very likely not good i mean i guess you could still have somebody uh commit to your program via transfer portal but that has really died down I guess there's a recruiting dead period coming up, but recruiting is slowed down for, for basically everybody at the moment. And it's like 115 degrees outside. I mean, we've got heat advisories. My phone was buzzing because of how hot it is. I mean, literally, I like, got an alert. Like, it's this hot. And there's an excessive heat warning, like, through the weekend. It's uh, brutal. It is absolutely brutal outside, and it is not a good uh, time on the sports calendar. College baseball is over. Major League Baseball is going on, but they're kind of in the middle of the season where the games feel like they don't matter. Luckily, though, we are inside of 60 days to the start of college football season, week zero anyway. And so that uh, should give you a positive. Either way, we are in the dog, dog, dog days of summer, but I'm still going to bring you some content. I was thinking about this earlier today because we did the whole overachieve, underachieve, here's why thing on the radio show and Always looking for for new angles to talk about this team in this season as we inch closer to it. And I was thinking about players on this team that nobody's talking about, and nobody in relative terms, especially my second guy. A lot of people are talking about him, but but players that are overlooked in terms of their importance going into this season uh, and that they need to have impacts. So I guess it's the three players that nobody's talking about that the team needs to perform. I, I need to come up with a better title for, for the podcast title because uh, that's a little wordy. But they, these are the three players that I think nobody's talking about that Ole Miss needs to take a step forward or needs to produce uh, for them to have the 2023 season that fans are hoping that they have. So the three players that are under-discussed that are very important, in my opinion, to this team's success and they're not necessarily starters it's just guys that I think that 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 need to be dependable reliable need to take a step forward need to produce if Ole Miss is going to meet expectations in 2023 so we'll do that today again my name is Michael Borky follow me on Twitter Facebook and YouTube at Michael Borky B-O-R-K-E-Y follow me there and also if you're listening to this podcast in the browser on the website we appreciate you but Pull out your phone, pull out your favorite podcast app, search Rebel Report, subscribe, and if you like what you hear, leave a rating and a review. There's a quick basketball thing. Uh, Ole Miss will play NC State in basketball, which, uh, nice matchup. I I know it's not like the super big brand in the ACC, but tournament team uh, in a nice uh, late, late night anyway, very early in the season in basketball. On Tuesday, November 28th, so the Egg Bowl will be uh, will be gone, uh, but students will still be in town, and, and it is uh, a late Tuesday night. However, I do really, uh, really like this matchup, and I think that you might have, you know, th- this this might be 
I might be proven wrong, but I don't think I'm going to be wrong. Based on the Ole Miss fans that I've talked to, uh, I think, quite frankly, that you guys are so freaking excited about basketball that this is going to be true. I think for that game, for, for that game against NC State on Tuesday, November 28th, you'll have a bigger crowd than what than was at any home game in the last two seasons. I'll have to go back and look at 2021 to see if there's like a game that I'm missing that was like super, super full and almost sold out or whatever. But I think that game will be the biggest crowd that Ole Miss basketball has had in two years. And I would love to be proven right about that because that opponent and the the program itself kind of deserves that. And again, every Ole Miss fan I interact with is uh, is pretty jazzed up about basketball and the players they've gotten. I know they're waiting on waivers, and that's going to kind of make or break what the ceiling of this team is going to be. Uh, but either way, people are still excited about the, the basketball program, the direction of it. There is a whole lot of fan buy-in right now. Uh, I, as I sit here at the end of June, I've got Ole Miss fans asking me about basketball at the end of June. An exciting football team is, a, I say, about to take the field. They're going to take the field soon-ish, but that's the next thing on the calendar, and people are asking me more about basketball. And, uh, yeah, that that's a, that's a cool matchup. Going to be a big crowd. Going to be a fun night. Uh, again, November 28th on that Tuesday night, 8 o'clock NC State as part of the SEC-ACC Challenge which is really exciting, by the way, so much better than the SEC Big 12 Challenge. I just, I hope that, and, and they won't do it this way. I wish they would, but that they would let everybody play everybody. And so eventually you would have Ole Miss Duke, Ole Miss UNC. That would be sick. And I, I know they're not going to do it that way, but they should. Uh, either way, and I, I've said that three times already today, there's my crutch. Either way is my crutch. I've been trying to work on that, clearly going very well. But uh, that's still a cool matchup. Getting paired with the ACC is much better. And uh, I was excited to see that because I think that's going to be a good crowd and a time of year where otherwise people just don't go to basketball games. So there you go. The podcast is brought to you by Advantage Business Systems. Check them out online, absms.com. If your business is located in Mississippi and you're in the market for office technology, anything from copiers and printers and mail machines to Cloud storage, data security, IT projects. Uh, if it's tech, if it's in the office, and you or your business needs it, check them out. Advantage Business Systems, absms.com. And if you tell them I sent you, you'll get a complimentary office technology assessment. So you, you tell them what you need and what your budget is. And they will find a solution for you on me, absms.com. The podcast is also brought to you by Priority One Bank. Let them make you their priority. They've got online banking like everybody does, but theirs is a one-stop shop. You don't need multiple apps to manage your money in the ways you want to. All you need is an internet connection, and you can do everything in one place. They also have local loan servicing and decision-making, so it's not on Zoom. It's not a phone call. It's somebody that you sit down with face-to-face. You get to know, and uh, you get everything you need when it comes to personal loans. And they have 16 locations here in Mississippi. So there's one near you. I'm sure there is. Check them out. Switch to them like I did. Priority One Bank making you their priority. All right, here's three players. Three players that are 
not discussed from Ole Miss fans at large. And again, one of them, I'm cheating a little bit, but three players that are possibly not even starters, not talked about enough that I think need to take a step forward or be productive for Ole Miss to have the season that people think and hope that they're going to have. You know, you know, we've talked quarterbacks into the ground. We've talked wide receivers into the ground. George, I'm not including Jordan Watkins on this list because I've talked about him a million times with you guys already. I think he is a very underappreciated returner when it comes to people, the, the way they look at the wide receiver position. And Anyway, I expect him to have a very nice year for Ole Miss, and I, I think people don't give him enough credit for what he showed last year. I know he battled injury, but still. He doesn't get enough credit for what he showed. Not including him because I talk about him too much. People are talking about Pete Golding. People, are, But these three guys, I think, need to take a step forward, starting with Jared Ivey. So the focus is on Isaac Ukwu, and I get it because he was first-team all-sunbelt guy. A lot of people wanted him. Uh, was a sack machine there at uh, James Madison and was an exciting portal pickup, and everybody loves the shiny new toy. But if Ole Miss is going to be successful at rushing the passer, if they're going to be better on the defensive line, especially at the ends, they need Jared Ivey uh, to to take a step forward and, and be the guy that he showed you he could be at times uh, last year, even if he doesn't start, even if it's Cedric Johnson, who if he can stay healthy, you know what he's capable of, and Ukwu on the other side. I don't know how Pete Golding's going to configure all of this yet. I, I think it's really dependent on personnel and, and what he thinks about it. But you can't just have two defensive ends and win games in the SEC. Johnson got hurt last year. It's a physical, violent game. You're going to have guys that are not a hundred percent or have to miss games, and uh, I. Frankly, I think that Ole Miss, despite getting better on the defensive line, it still feels like they're a little bit thin when it comes to true pass rushers. However, Jared Ivey taking a step forward could really help alleviate some of that. As you know, he had three and a half sacks last year, did force that fumble, the famous fumble in the Kentucky game. But uh, you need more than two. And people are overlooking what, Jared Ivey could be what his potential is. And, and that that P word is a dangerous word. Potential is a dangerous word because when you say Ole Miss could potentially win 10 games, people think that you're saying that you think they're going to win 10 games. Not No, that's not what I'm saying. Same thing with Jared Ivey. I think he's got the potential to be a really effective uh, player, especially in, in a new look defense under Pete Golding. But uh, that's all you saw was potential, not consistent production. If you can get that from him, and, and you've got a rotation now uh, of edge guys uh, like you could have if Johnson stays healthy and Uku translates well, uh, solid uh, for sure, uh, a much higher floor, but they do need him to take a step forward. Uh, apparently, people around the program are really uh, really high on him, think that uh, that he's got a chance to take that step, but we, we've got to see it first. So I think Jared Ivey is, is a big one, and an important one for Ole Miss. They need him the Georgia Tech transfer to, to take that step forward and, and be a productive, reliable player on the edge. You need depth on defensive line in the SEC. Ole Miss did not have enough of it last year. They have more bodies this year. Can they step up and can they prove it? We will have to see. Here's the one that I'm kind of cheating on a little bit because he hasn't actually played a game at Ole Miss and fans are uh, talking about him and excited about his inclusion. But Monty Montgomery, which I just love the name, 
Uh, Monty Montgomery is a guy that Ole Miss needs to to step in and be productive and and play well, or, or else they're they're going to to reach a, a rather low ceiling. Uh, still kind of thin at linebacker, and and you know I, I could have named others as well, like Jeremiah Jean Baptiste. I could have named him as well. Um, you know, a shot. I could have named any of the linebackers uh, for sure uh, when looking at what they need defensively and who they need to step up. But Montgomery is a guy that is that's proven. He's a sure tackler. And the last couple of years now, Ole Miss has really done a nice job of portal linebackering. As you guys know, Chance Campbell was, was really good for Ole Miss. He was a one-and-done. Troy Brown, despite being injured and battling through that, Just not even anywhere close to 100%. Had a banged up shoulder and was still playing linebacker in the SEC. But he he was clearly a hit. Uh, That was a a great pickup and and good evaluation. They need the same thing from Monty Montgomery. They they need him to step in and and be a highly productive linebacker because you liked what you saw, or at least you should have, in in spurts and splashes from Kari Coleman and. Uh, Sistrunk is getting graded well by the the analytics guys, uh, apparently, uh, but but they need yet again to have a guy like Monty Montgomery come in via transfer portal, who produced elsewhere, step in and be a reliable, dependable tackling machine there in the middle of that defense. You saw without Troy Brown last year that the, the drop off uh, that they had. It feels like they've got a little bit more depth. Especially if Centarian Parkins is is good right away, like people expect him to be. But yeah, Monty Montgomery, what what an important piece to this defense. Uh, has a ton of experience, played a lot of football, physical, sure tackler, good athlete, all all the stuff that you want in a linebacker. But will he translate? Will that game translate? Will the new system work for him? And will he be productive? If that answer is yes, then uh, that's a good sign. Uh, for Ole Miss, but if but if he can't give you much, if he if he's not productive, then very thin, very very thin at the at the linebacker spot. So there's number two and number three as a guy that's definitely not going to start. You can guarantee that uh, Ulysses Bentley. I think Ulysses Bentley needs to if he stays healthy and he was banged up last year, so we didn't really get to see how how good he can be. Looked good in the spring game, but as you guys know, the spring game was a don't tackle anybody at all, and the defense is going to have three three plays, is all the defense had, apparently. Uh, But he did look healthy, which is important. His role in spelling Quinshawn Judkins is vital. It's absolutely vital. As you guys know, Zach Evans is gone, but you... They want to be able to protect Judkins and, and keep some tread on the tires as much as possible. And having a quality backup like Bentley is of vital importance uh, for a lot of reasons. Protecting Judkins and, and, of course, making this offense go. You can't just have one running back be productive for you and expect to, to win a, a whole lot either. And, you know, they've, they've also got a freshman. The room is actually kind of thin. Uh, There's a lot of thought that he would he being Lane Kiffin, would, would go back into the portal and, and try to get another running back. I think they tried, just were not successful in that. Uh, but they need somebody other than Quinshawn Judkins to be productive and, and useful in the running game. You've got to protect the health of him. And through the course of, of the game, I mean, 
Lane said at, at the end of the Alabama game that they could not give the ball to Judkins when they got deep into Alabama territory because he was just so gassed. Now, if you listen to this podcast at the time or on the radio show, I found that to be odd. Uh, but either way, it doesn't matter. Um, if that's the case, if you, you've got your RB1 gas at the end of games, there's a reason for that. Remember, Zach Evans got hurt early. Bentley was hurt as well. You need running back depth, even with a guy like Judkins, who, who's the, the best running back in the country, probably, coming into this season. Uh, he needs help. Uh, he needs help uh, in the form of, of Bentley, and he needs help in the form of the true freshman coming in as well. Those guys need to be highly productive and useful and dependable because if they're not, then Judkins is is either going to get hurt or you're going to have an end-of-game situation where the running back is too tired to give literally give the football to, uh, according to uh, the head coach. So you, you need depth in the worst way. If Ulysses Bentley can provide that, that's a great thing. If not, they're going to struggle. So those three guys nobody's really talking about, I think, are of vital importance for Ole Miss this season. They need to be productive. They need to be useful. They're not on the top of everybody's mind because it's not Jackson Dart and it's not Judkins and it's not the wide receivers, And but, but they need these guys, and they need these guys to perform if they're going to meet expectations. So there you go. There's some uh, June 29th Ole Miss content for you, 17 minutes of it. So uh, doing all right so far. We'll see what next month brings. But, hey, appreciate you guys uh, tuning in as always, and I'll talk to you again here very soon. A Super Talk Mississippi media production.